When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. My name is Chris Plank. You know, Bill Belichick's mantra is no days off. Well, honestly, a couple of days off here on the podcast. Uh, My wife had an eye procedure. All is well. All is good. But took a couple days to take care of her. Now we're back at it. Going to try to talk Toby into doing a show with us tomorrow. And we're going to have a basketball preview show for you on Friday. But Lincoln Riley spoke with the media on Tuesday, and several players did today. So on this episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast, you will hear uninterrupted Lincoln Riley's meeting with the media. Plus, we'll hear from DeLaren Turner-Yell, DJ Graham, Jalen Redmond, and Chris Murray. It's all coming up on this episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast. But let's go ahead and kick this off with the news of last night. Oklahoma debuted at number eight in the college football playoff rankings. Here's Gary Barta, the selection committee chair, also the AD at the University of Iowa, getting asked two questions about Oklahoma from Jason Kersey and Barry Trammell. Uh, hey, thank, thank you for your time tonight. I wanted to ask you about Oklahoma. When you were evaluating uh, the Sooners against uh, the other teams in the top ten, how much did the advanced metrics, the relative scoring, things like that come into play when you were looking at them? Well, every time we put a team up for discussion, all of those metrics are in front of us on our screen. So they certainly uh, were included. Um, and so, you know, that answers your direct question. A little bit beyond that, just, you know, looking at who, they, who they've beaten, Kansas State and Texas Tech, um, you know, both – uh, both good wins, but uh, the strength of schedule was considered, and uh, among other things. But I, I hope that answers at least your direct question about the metrics. They're always up on the board, and they certainly were looked at 
you know, Oklahoma's 9-0, a great, great team. Uh, but I hope that answered your question. Yeah, great. Concerning the Sooners, would, uh, the strength of schedule has not been great, and they haven't dominated or even won convincingly most of those games. How much did all those close calls factor into where they were ranked? Well, the committee sees all those things. Um, you know, first of all, they're nine and zero, and so they belong being ranked eighth. Uh, you know, they're undefeated, so they, they get a lot of credit for that. But, you know, you mentioned it. Uh, defensive struggles throughout the year certainly was discussed. Um, the other thing that was discussed is, you know, is Oklahoma still trying to find their identity? But certainly, when they added Caleb Williams at quarterback, uh, the committee agreed that the, the offense certainly changed in a in a positive way. But it may, you know, we may be seeing it impacting the whole team, defense, defense included. So uh, nine is where they're at uh, right now, but that switch in quarterback, I think everybody agreed, is uh, potentially – it'll be fun to watch from, from here forward. But, uh, yeah, those close calls are seen by the committee just like everybody else. Uh, you're going to hear Lincoln Riley coming up here in just a bit, and I liked what he said. You know, I'd say, listen, we're not going to get too carried away with it, but if you're a Sooner fan – as mad, and if you're listening to this, you're a Sooner fan. As mad as you are right now about this, you know, T. Rowe's going to dive into this probably more in depth than I can. Probably a good thing right now, right? It, it, it gets everyone refocused, a little more motivated, a little chip on its shoulder. The disrespect is high and palpable. But at eight right now, you're in the mix, disrespected. But it's not something that I think we get too stressed about. Win your next three games after the bye week. And the Big 12 championship, Sooners are knocking on the door of a return trip to the four-team playoff. So there's what Gary Barta had to say about the Sooners in the four-team playoff rankings. Here was Lincoln Riley talking about the win over Texas Tech and how the Sooners will attack the bye week. Lincoln, I wanted to ask you about Caleb's recruitment. You know, I know that you said that he was willing to walk on, but when you had Brock committed, were you in touch with Caleb at all? Um, and after the decommitment, how awkward or, or weird was it to have to go from one highly recruited quarterback to another, or was it? Um, not the time in the class we were just going to take one quarterback, and you know we had a, as you mentioned, had a kid that jumped on it uh, first. I think we only had two offers out there, and had a kid jump on it first, and so we we stayed. Um, you know, we informed. You know, Caleb and his family, like we would anybody else we were recruiting at the time, that you know of, of our situation, and and uh, um, you know they they stayed in touch a little bit with with Coach Beamer uh, as it went through, as that that was his uh, part of his recruiting area, um, but I kind of stayed out of it. Just again, just loyalty to the you know the guys in the class, especially at a position where you're taking one, uh, has been something that we've always tried to to be. We try to be upfront, and honest with all parties, those that did commit to us and those that didn't. And uh, yeah, and then obviously when uh, when uh, when we lost that commitment, um, you know, Caleb was a very very obvious choice to go back to. And then honestly, that time kind of played out. And throughout that time, getting a chance to you know see some of Caleb's improvement. We thought he, you know, he was already thought he was a really good player. We wouldn't have offered him, but thought he had made a pretty big jump um, as far as just kind of growing, performing. Um, so, um, like I said, happy, obviously happy with the way it worked out. And, yeah, they, they came up and visited right before COVID shut the world down, and, and uh, it was a good fit for both sides. Thanks, Lincoln. Brian Aber. 
Yeah, Lincoln, uh, obviously this season, the schedule fell a little bit differently from y for y'all than it, it has been since you've been here. How does that affect it, you know, your, your bi-week schedule and, and what you're trying to do uh, this week versus uh, most years where you've got it, you know, really early in the season? It's a it's a little different, you know, being it that we've played the majority of our schedule already, and and uh, honestly, the biggest thing that's changed it is this this year we have this uh, we had it last year too around the presidential elections, but we've got this mandatory day off today, um, which is a I guess in some ways you could be happy that it worked out during a bye week, but I don't know the flip side of it is it's kind of a, a pain. Um, it's because it's one day during the middle of the week, so we've got all of our coaches out recruiting today, and then. Everybody will be back in tomorrow for for practice and Thursday morning practice, and then and then back out again. So it's uh, we've kind of had to make it work around having a NCAA mandatory off day. Um, but yeah, I mean, like not not I mean not a ton different. Uh, there's a few little things here and there uh, that we'll do as far as kind of recovery and getting some guys back, but still still going to get a lot of work on the field. Um, still going to work our, our young guys or some of our guys that maybe aren't playing as much right now a ton and then uh, address a lot of things that we need to as a team to, to get better and play our best ball here at the end. Has it, uh, is it a good thing for in your mind that this mandatory off day is coming in a bye week versus a, a game week? You know, we had it last year during a game week. I mean, it's – I I don't know. I mean, I know there were some appeals by some of the – schools in our in our league to be able to practice today um and I honestly don't know I haven't heard if those went through or not so I mean the one good thing is if you're doing it during a game week at least you know your opponent's got to do it too um so I, it's just something to deal with I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage you could honestly probably make points on both sides appreciate it Lincoln mm -hmm. Eric Bailey Lincoln, I, I was just curious. Do you even have the slightest intrigue about where your football team will be placed in the first uh, college football playoff poll tonight, or is it still just conversation pieces for outside the locker room until that first uh, or that final poll in December? Yeah, it's just to me, it's just meaningless stuff to kill the time until we get to the end. I mean, it's you know, I mean, you, I, I think great examples go back or look where we were ranked in the first CFP poll all the years that we've been to the CFP. You know, I mean, it just the, the, the biggest games, the best games, the most important games all across the country have still yet to be played. And uh, so there's, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good teams that are vying for it, and the best ones tend to rise up uh, this time of year and, and separate themselves. And that will happen again this year. And like I said, where we sit right now and – you know, and when I say we, just college football as a whole and all the rankings, where they sit right now and where they're going to be here in three or four weeks is going to be a big, big difference. So if we win, then what they put out tomorrow is not going to matter or today, whenever it is. Shows you how much I'm paying attention to it. Thanks, Lincoln. Have a good week. Thank you. Jesse Crittenden. Hey, Lincoln. Thanks for being here. Uh, I've kind of got a, a different question for you, but. Um, you guys just haven't had a ton of kickoff returns the last couple of years. That's kind of been college football wide. 
And there's been different proposals to get rid of kickoffs and, and onside kicks and replace it with, you know, the scoring team having the ball at fourth and 15 on their side of the field. What, what do you think of those proposals? And, and is that something that you would be in favor of or oppose if that was ever implemented in college football? It'd be a drastic change to the game. Uh, I don't know. I could say I'd be like totally opposed, but I mean, I, I think we've, you know, they've done what the rules were intended to do. They they give you a chance to return, but the obviously they they the rules in some ways do entice you to to really think about it and certainly you know to to take more uh, fair catches and just take the ball at the twenty five yard line. So I mean, it's. Uh, you know, you've got some of the others. You've seen some of the other leagues do the deal where the kickoff team, you know, can't leave until the ball's kicked. Um, you know, there's some other there's some other ways to do it. Uh, I know the XFL did some different things um, uh, as well that I thought were pretty interesting. So I, I hope we don't remove it uh, because there are certain game situations where it's huge and 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 it's still a, not an easy play to defend or execute. Um, you know, we had some. You know, us case in point last year at the end of the season, we had some really big kickoff returns in those last couple of games that were, you know, big time plays for us. And so um, I hope we can keep finding a way to maybe make it safer, but not totally remove it from our game. So just a quick follow up, does, it, does the is the idea of having the ball at, you know, fourth and 15 after you score just as an offensive coach, does that interest you at all in terms of strategy or does that just seem like a gimmick? Um. I mean, if they if they that's what they decide, we'll do it. But it, I guess, on the front end, just kind of a just from a pure football perspective, it seems a little 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 gimmicky to me. Gotcha. Appreciate it, Lincoln. You got it. Bye, Chris Billow. Lincoln, last year you praised Jaden for the way he stayed mentally engaged as he battled everything he went through. What's it been like for Theo Weeks? Has it been tough to keep him mentally, physically sharp and? Is he close to where maybe he can make an impact down the stretch run here? Yeah, no, yeah, it's been, I mean, it has been a challenge. I mean, it's, you know, he missed, you know, a good portion of spring, obviously, and then, and then, you know, had the, had the injury here, you know, early in, early in camp. And so it just, no, it has been tough. It's, uh, you know, guy wants to be out there. You know, he's been a good player for us. Um, he's been a good team guy, you know, and so, uh, but he's he's worked hard and he's rehabbed hard. I think he's, uh, you know, taking advantage of some of that time to really work on some of the other aspects of his game, really work hard on his body, um, his strength. Um, so he, he looks good physically. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's progressing really well. Um, I think, I don't know that there'd be a, that there's a 100% plan in place yet, um, but we're we're getting close. And I do think I can see I, I can certainly see a, a clear path and defined path to him being able to help us, you know, here in this last stretch of the season. I just don't know exactly when it'll be yet, but we're getting we're getting close. John Hoover. Hey Lincoln. Um, as he's kind of gained more and more acclaim, I think Caleb's won a couple of national awards this week, previously. A couple of Heisman voters, more than a couple of Heisman voters saying they're strongly considering putting him on their ballot. The, College football playoff committee likes high-profile players, and they're eventually get in their uh, their playoff. What I'm wondering is if you've given any thought to making Caleb available for the media for media interviews, maybe special occasions, maybe, uh, or or, is, or are you going to stick to like a hard fast no freshman rule whatsoever? Yeah, John. No, it's been our it's been our rule. You know, I'm not typically one to to pull something in the middle of. Uh, 
you know, in the middle of the season. I mean, I'm always open to looking at new things. And um, if there's something I think that could help players or help our program, I certainly wouldn't, you know, wouldn't avoid taking a look at it. But I'd, I've just never been one to want to change, you know, much right in the middle of it. So we'll, we'll see how it evolves. I mean, if there's, if I at some point see that it would be beneficial for our team or just makes a lot of sense to do it, um, I'll look at it. But, you know, right now I think we're going to stick with where our policy is. And honestly, that's, that's uh, again, it's not a, it's not a power thing. It's not an ego thing. You know, it's, these guys are, it comes from two, two areas. One, these guys are young. We're, we're, we're building them up. We're teaching them. Um, and then also I think a little bit of, I think we've always had in our program, you know, and that you, you've you got to earn those. You know, there's a lot of guys roll through here. There's been a lot of really good freshman players roll through here. Um, you know, our, our program is, um, there's a lot of things kind of built on earning the trust, earning the respect. Um, and the opportunity to do things like that. So um, we'll see how it evolves. But right now, we're pretty comfortable with where we're at. Bob, just for instance, used to have a policy. No reason to roll the freshman out until they've actually done something right. and earned it. Is that something you're considering as well? Uh, it's possible. It's I, yeah, I'm just going to let it evolve. But I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't take anything off the table. Like I said, I don't, I don't have a, you know, again, my, my only comes from, you know, what I think is best for the team and for the individual. And if I ever get to a point with him or anybody else where I feel like there would be a benefit, then I would have no problem doing it. But I want to – I can't just do it just because people want to talk to him, you know. And I, and I understand that everybody does. I understand that's their jobs too. But the first, first uh, description under my job is do the best thing I can for the team and for the individuals within it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Harry Trammell. Lincoln, two straight Sundays, we've had a Big 12 coaching change. I was surprised at Matt Wells. I was shocked at Gary Patterson. Is there, is there something going on when, when COVID hit and then the Big 12 upheaval? I mean, it looks like finances are, you know, a bigger priority than ever, and yet people aren't batting an eye at, at buying coaches out and making changes. Is something going on that wasn't here a year ago, two years ago, three years ago? That's a great question. You know, if the, you know, did COVID have an impact? Did some of the future conference realignment have an impact? And I mean, in those two situations, I, I don't have any information that would suggest one way or another. Um, but it's, uh, not feel strange. It does. It's, we've had a, you know, league that, you know, we've had some pretty long tenured and, and, you know, historically great coaches in this league, and they had to see two guys out mid-season like that, and and uh, you know, one with a winning record, and one is undoubtedly the greatest coach in the history of his school. Um, you know, I don't know all the circumstances behind it, but see, seeing Gary Patterson go out in the middle of a season is just. I don't know what to think of it, man. I, I was sick when I heard the news, to be completely honest. I just – I know it's a tough business, and I know, you know, we got to – you know, our, our jobs are scrutinized, and, and, you know, we're big boys and can live with big boy decisions. But, man, I mean, what he did at that place, you know, and to not even finish out the year, I I, uh, I don't know. Like I said, you know, regarding math previous weeks, it's not good for our game, not good for our league. Um I don't know. We got to hope we can find a better solution than this because you know, I'm afraid it's going to 
become the trend and everybody's I, I, I think it's probably more what we talked about the other week if you're asking maybe a reason why is I think everybody's scared they're going to miss out on who they want to hire you know and and uh, you know we may have to look at something you know maybe like the pros do or something like that that really draws some hard lines on when those things can happen and when they can't because that's uh you got Gary Patterson not finishing a season at, at place he built, man, that, that ain't right. So that's my thoughts on it. Thanks, Lincoln. Yeah. Aaron Emig. This wasn't what I was going to ask you, Lincoln, but just as a follow-up to Barry's question, there's, there's been some uh, conjecture that it's a, an unintended consequence of the earlier signing period. Administrators want to move, put the wheels in motion fast so that they can, you know, have have a have a transition in place for for recruits maybe maybe, maybe that i don't know if you've heard that in your industry but that's is that a possibility perhaps? i think it's a i think it's a fair point um I, I don't disagree that that's not a that that's not a factor to some um I, I think it's a very fair point um you know it does you know if you're in, a, in an administrator's um shoes you can you can understand that but at the same time i i don't know i just also look at you're trying to make your place more appealing and is doing something like this, make it more or less appealing. And I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, right. you know, the, these are long-term deals and these are a lot of these, these things are a lot bigger than one class, you know, especially in the age, the, the age of the transfer portal now, you know, I mean, I think it does give you a chance to maybe make up if you, if you do lose out on a few guys because of a coaching change. So, um, no, it's, I mean, I think it is a factor, but it's still, you know, just, don't sure. like the direction of it. Yeah. Sure. Real, real quick, one more. Um, I was actually originally going to ask you what Hoop did about Caleb and, and making him available. Um, the, the you've got fans and, and, and media us for that matter learning a lot about him as a player. That that's that's becoming apparent. Uh, but because he's so new to your program and because he hasn't been out front of, of cameras and microphones yet, we just we don't know anything about him as a, as a guy as a as a young dude. Mm -hmm. can, can you give us a sense of just what kind of what kind of kid he is? Yeah, sure. No, I think he's honestly. I think he's a lot like what you see on on game day. Um, he's a uh, he's a he's a very unique kid. Um, he's got he's got kind of different interests. He's got a very um, unique but fun personality. Um, uh, he's he's got the he does a good job relating to different people. Um, you know, whereas like sometimes you bring a guy in your program and you could tell he's really maybe comfortable around like maybe people from a similar background or from a similar part of the country as he is. But, you know, the others, you can tell, he, you know, he's, he's kind of trying to figure that out. You know, Caleb's kind of uh, – he kind of gets along with everybody, can talk to anybody. He can have a conversation with um, – he can have a conversation with my five-year-old. He can have a conversation with anybody on our team. He can have a conversation with an adult and and interact and and be very personable. So he's got a, I think, a unique ability to to connect with different kinds of people. Um, uh, he's a he, he's he's a football guy. I mean, he really is into it. Puts a lot of time into it. It's very um, very driven. Um, and uh, but but also uh, can can laugh, can joke, can have some fun, and uh, doesn't he takes it serious? He's got it. He's got it for a young guy. Pretty good balance of some young guys. You get in here and they're so tense, and they almost take it 
too serious and they can't relax any that you got to relax them. And then the flip side, and probably more often, you get a guy in there that doesn't that doesn't know how to be businesslike when it's time to be businesslike. And he's got a pretty good feel for a young guy of he can be pretty serious and pretty into it, but also it doesn't tense him up. And there's a there's certainly a relaxed side of him too. So um, yeah, hopefully that gives you some insight. Um, He's uh no he's he's a neat kid he really is got a got a cool personality and a and a good way about him. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Jason Young. Hey Lincoln, wanted to ask you about Mario Williams. Just how impressed were you with his ability to contribute right away and, and be ready to roll coming back from injury? And, and did it kind of surprise you a little bit at, at just how quickly he was able to get back in the swing of things? To be honest, it did. Yeah, I mean even. Uh, he didn't practice last Monday or Tuesday, uh, and I—I I mean, Tuesday afternoon, I, I did not think he would be available for the game. And uh, but then he, uh, yeah, made some really good progress and was able to do a few things on Wednesday. Was further along than what we expected, and just kept getting better throughout the week. So not it was impressive to see a young guy come back off injury, and and I mean, I think two parts of it. One, you know, mentally. He had a couple errors, but not many, but didn't show a whole lot of rust, you know, mentally. Um, and then, you know, one of the big things you, you worry about is after an injury, are you going to come back and cut it loose, you know, or are you going to play hesitant or maybe favor that or be be too conservative? And he he certainly wasn't that. So, and it was important for us. So, I mean, it, to, to have him back was, was big um, with a couple of guys obviously still out. So, um, no, it was. It was good to see. And, and, and what that does, and we tell all our guys, I mean, that that builds confidence as a coach, you know, that next time a guy gets nicked up, you you know you can count on him to get back in the fold and be ready to play at a high level as soon as possible. So, uh, it was, uh, no, he did a really good job handling it. Thanks, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Jenny Carlson. Lincoln, you forgot the most interesting thing about Caleb. It's those nails. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to explain them. So I just I figured I'd stay in a realm that I understand. So uh, <laughs> I've gotten to know the kid pretty well. But yeah, no, that's that's some of the quirks about his personality, I guess you'd say. He's got some he's got some fashion quirks and obviously some uh, yeah, some funky fingernail paintings. But hey, everybody's got their thing, right? Safe to say you didn't have anything to do with that. No, nah, maybe I'll get him to put some some mule shoe emblems or something like that on them next. <laughs> I don't know if they know anything about that. No, nah, I'll have to educate them, yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you a little bit. I think it was maybe last week Garen mentioned uh, in your press conference about you guys always seeming to really hit the accelerator late and just peak at the right time. When you look back on teams that you've been associated with, are there certain fingerprints that have allowed you guys to to do that? Is it veterans? Is it... I mean, I don't know. Well, what do you what do you sort of attribute that to as you look back on the teams that have done that so well? You know, I think I think internal expectations uh, is is a big part of it. Uh, I think the expectation to you know to be at our best, to continue to improve throughout the year. I mean, the the cycle I think for a lot of teams, you know, it's a the cycle of the season and and the constant grind and the Kind of sometimes it gets repetitive and gets long, and I think it wears on a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams, you know, sometimes lose their edge or lose kind of that that climb that you're trying to that you're trying to accomplish. And I don't know. For us, it's been it's like the time you can't wait to get to. I mean, you you want to 
you obviously want to play good early in mid part of the year and I, I, they all matter i mean college football is not not like these others i mean they all matter and so but there's just a certain sense around this program of you get to this time like this is like this is our favorite time like this is the best time of the year i mean this is you work you work and do everything you can to put yourself in the middle of the hunt going into november and uh, so i think the just the anticipation and expectations internally within the program are so high that the guys are ready to do it. Uh, we've had leadership that's been ready to be at their best at the end. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would attribute it to that. Yeah, there's there's been obviously a lot of guys that have spearheaded that. Uh, but you just, I don't know, it just always feels a little bit different around here this time of year. It just does. I, I just, I can't explain it, but it's obviously been a real positive thing. Like it's definitely more mental. 100%. I mean, it becomes physical, I know, but it, it sounds like it's definitely a mental. 100%. I, I just think it's your approach to it. And, you know, some teams that are getting tired of the season and about ready for it to be over. And there's some teams that, like, this is the most fun part. And I hope this never ends. And we've typically been the second one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. James Hale. You know, Lincoln, you came into the year and you were so high on the defense and hoping the defense would take a jump and then you had the injuries and things like that last week you got started to get guys back and they they began to resemble themselves or it looked like it again i'm curious if you think that the defense is still making that progress you were hoping and as you watch the young guys that you've recruited because you guys have done a great job recruiting on the defensive side as you watch what's your thoughts on the future of this defense moving forward yeah, I mean, I think I think defensively, you know, we played we played pretty well early this season. Obviously, you know, won a lot of games on the backs of our defense early in the year. No question about that. Um, you know, we've had some some points here, obviously, kind of through the middle part of the season where we've played really well. We've had some areas where we haven't played well. So, has some of that had to do with not having some guys? Sure, it, it has. But also, some of it has to do with just us playing at the level we expect. Because certainly, even with all the guys out. With the 11 that we're putting out there, uh, we still feel and have felt very capable. So, um, you know, uh, I, I think if we can cont- continue to prepare the way that we did last week, you continue to get a few more of these bodies back. I think we, we set ourselves up to play extremely well. And this is what they're going to remember you by, you know. I mean, that's the, the, you know, winning first nine and all that's great. But, I mean, they're going to, you know, this team will be remembered based on what it does here in the next next couple of months. And uh, so hopefully you feel like things are starting to align for us to play our best ball. And I uh, feel like we got the right group to do it. So yeah, I'm excited to, excited to watch us prepare and, and watch us really surge because I do think we have it inside of us. The young guys that you watch yeah. on your Monday night thing, are you pretty impressed with those guys? Yeah, excited about them. I, I am. I mean, I think there's, you know, we've got, you know, a handful of guys that obviously have contributed and contributed in a big way. Um, you know, your 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 witters, your stutzmans, your you know, downs. I mean, there's there's a number of those guys that have, have really stepped up, Bowman's, um, you know, and then I we've got, you know, some of the young guys that have played some that I think are right on the verge of kind of getting over that hump and really playing uh, you know, closer to their potential. And and then there's several within the program that, that aren't playing yet that there's no doubt they're gonna be really good players. I mean, no no doubt about it. I mean that's you know, there's there's so many. I mean, the majority of our, you know, our our best players defensively were guys that were like that. I mean, Nick, Nick Benito didn't touch the field as a freshman. You know, um, 
Isaiah Thomas didn't touch the field as a freshman. You know, so I mean, there's always some guys behind the scenes that you say, you know what, if he'll keep working, uh, if he'll keep, if he'll stay with it, and and continue to push, that that he's got a really bright future. And there's there's a number of guys in that category right now. Thanks, Logan. Mm -hmm. Hey, coach has to get to another obligation. We've got one hand raised. We'll go to John Shin. Yeah, Lincoln, uh, your record in November speaks for itself, but you've kind of been lucky every year. You have a lot of high-profile games in November. How much do you think that has helped kind of keep this team focused as it heads down the stretch each and every year? Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't feel like that's been a huge part of it. I, I just think by nature – these games, and I, and I understand what you're saying. We've played good opponents, or you know, of the teams that are trying to, you know, trying to make a run as well. But um, I, I don't feel like that's had a whole lot to do with it. I really don't. I think it's just been it, when you're kind of focused on yourself and trying to make a run yourself. These games get every game that you win creates a bigger opportunity the next week. And so, to me, it's more the the teams of the past and this team this year has done it better than any of them up to this point as do what you have to do early in the season to put yourself in that position and then and then really go surge at the right time and take advantage of these opportunities as they get bigger and bigger and so I think for our teams it hasn't necessarily been the people we've played it's just been the fact that you know that you've won and you know that you've put yourself in a great position if you keep doing it uh, you're going to have some unbelievable opportunities. So I, I felt that more than any anticipation for a certain, you know, a, a group of opponents or any one opponent. It was good to see DeLaren Turner yell back on the field this Saturday. He met with the media earlier today. Right. Um, here we're just big on finishing. And so we, we have an understanding that in order to get in those games that, you know, that, that everyone loves to play in at the end of the season, that you have to win in November because that, that is when those decisions are made. And so we, so, so we make it a big deal to play our best ball in the, the month of November. And like you said, I haven't, I haven't had to experience a loss in November here. And I just, you know, hope to keep the streak going without losing. Yeah, appreciate Eric Bailey. Right. Um, you know, no one wants to wants to miss games. So, you know, it, it was really tough for me having to be out those weeks. But uh I just feel like with with us, you know, having the week off, <clears throat> I can get my legs under me um a little bit more and just uh dial into the to the culture points that I that I, you know, messed up on last week and just being able to reiterate those things this week and get better at them moving forward. And uh, you know, the, those games coming up, you know, every game is important here. So just uh being able to take it one game at a time. Sir, thank you. Jason Kersey. Hey, man. I um, wanted to ask you just while you were out watching the defense as a leader off on that side of the ball and someone who's been so important to success, what, what was it like? How did you assess how the defense played while you were out? And, and what was that like watching them? Um, well, we had some ups and downs, but that's the game of football. You know, no one's going to go out and play a, a perfect game ever. And so, uh, you know, just being able to keep the guys uplifted and being, being able to lead them from off the field. But uh, it was actually fun, you know. It wasn't fun being out, but it was fun 
being able to step away from it a little bit and actually, you know, see those guys fly around and make plays. And I was happy for every, each and every one of them that, that uh, made a play. Chandler Engelbrecht. Right. Um, well, obviously, I did some, you know, uh, physical training, you know, off the field, you know, in the training room, things like that. Um, and I and I look at everything as positivity. So I wasn't down at all. You know, like I said, no one wants to be out, but I wasn't, you know, thinking negative about it. You know, just trying to stay positive. So I really say myself and also being around my teammates and coaches, you know, because, you know, those guys are always going to make me laugh, always going to, you know, make me smile and things like that. So I would say just being up here around those guys every day. John Hoover. Hey, Delirium. Uh, it seemed like the defense when, when you were on the field and when Jalen especially was on the field as well was playing at a really high level. And then when you guys both went down, uh, the, you know, opponents' points started going up, guards started going up, big plays started going up. Then you guys get back last week and we see the numbers go down again. I'm just wondering, what do you guys bring experience, uh, knowledge, big, you know, big playability, things like that. Um, can you kind of describe for us what uh, what you and Jalen specifically bring back to this defense that wasn't there before? Um, you know, I don't feel like it was much of a drop-off. I just feel like, you know, we weren't playing, you know, very good at the time. But like you said, you know, we bring the experience. You know, we've seen a lot, seen a lot since we've been here. And so I just feel like, you know, with us bringing that knowledge into the game, you know, it just helped the defense out a lot. You know, just being able to over-communicate and just tell guys, okay, hey, be alert for this, be alert for that. You know, just having guys, you know, being having guys being able to be one step ahead of the offense just helped us out a lot. Were you able to communicate any of that while you were on the sideline? Maybe uh, on, in between series or something, you talk to the other safeties or talk to the corners and tell them what you're seeing. Right in between drives, if if it was anything that I seen, you know, that they messed up on or any tips that I can give them, I, I was doing that every game that you know I could. Cool. Thank you, Delarian. Huh, thank you. James Hale. Delirium, whether or not it was a coincidence or not, the fact that you were back there looked like it solidified the defense a little bit. A couple of weeks earlier, Lincoln had talked about, Coach Riley had talked about how he felt that when you were out, maybe the you, the defense wasn't coming together. That, you know, so what that whatever you do brings that together, and it's a coincidence, isn't it? That hey, you guys probably had your best game in a while back. Right. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't like to get into all of that, you know, make myself seem like this and that. But, uh, you know, I really just... What do you do, though, that helps that defense? Do you call signals? Do you just, you know, just help guys get lined up? What right. Is it, what is it about having you guys as a whole unit mm -hmm. you in there that helps them out? Right. You know, I just, just try to lead those guys to the best of my ability. Um, I know that it's not the same when I'm on the sideline and trying to lead them because, like I, like I said in the previous question, you know, I can't over-communicate over-communicate those things when I'm on the sideline because, you know, it's loud in the stadium and, you know, they really can't hear me and things like that. But with me being on the field, you know, being able to keep the energy high and just communicating to the guys, I feel like that plays a huge role. Thanks, man. Thank you. Jesse Crittenden. Hey, Delaney, thanks for your time today, man. I, I was just curious, I mean, you kind of said the defense has been all up and down this season, but it seemed like it was, it was a pretty solid performance overall against Tech. Just how big was that heading into this bye? And, I feel like it's something you guys can kind of build on, you know, for this for this last stretch of games. 
Right. Uh, it, it was huge because, like you said, you know, we needed that type of energy going into the bar. And so, uh, you know, every day that, that we take the practice field, we can just continue to elevate our game and, you know, continue to, to make that energy much higher. So whenever we take the field again, that, you know, it's not something that we have to start over. Like, we've been doing it throughout the bye week. Next week, we're going to con continue to do it when we start to prepare for Baylor and things like that. So whenever the games come, it's going to be uh, much easier for us to get the job done. Thank you. Okay, looks like that's all we have for Delarian. Thank you, Delarian. Right. Thank you. You do the same. As did DJ Graham. In fact, the three defensive players we're going to hear from today all returned from some a rather lengthy absence, others maybe more short-term, like DJ Graham. Uh, yeah, like you said, injuries will – you know, injuries affect the team every single year. And that's why we rep everybody, and that's why every – not just every corner, but – Every safety position, that's why we're all interchangeable. Uh, you know, that's why we're all about the same size. So if somebody does go down or somebody is performing up to that level, we could just, you know, we just uh, take them out and put somebody else in. And uh, I think y'all have seen that. Uh, like I said, like Key Lawrence, you know, he came in in stride and, and, and performed on Saturday. So I just, you know, I, I feel like it's important to for everybody to get reps because, you know, injuries happen every single year. Thanks, man. Have a good week. Yeah, appreciate it. Right, Yeah, DJ, uh, coming off the performance that y'all had uh, last week, you know, just this program, this team's success in November over the last uh, six or seven years, how much confidence uh, does that, does both of those factors uh, bring to this team entering this stretch of, uh, you know, this tough three-game stretch you have yeah, uh, well, you know, we always take it game by game, but like you said, it's championship November, and the whole team knows that, the whole staff knows that, everybody knows that, and, uh, you know, even coming in, it's preached that, you know, the second half, the second half of the season, that's our season, like, that's our that's our time to shine, and uh, that's when we really make our strides, and we become more tight-knit, we become a, a, a pretty much a completely different team, but, uh, yeah, we're motivated, and, uh, you know, like I said, we got Baylor coming up, and you know we're gonna respect our opponent, but at the same time, it's you know like I said, we're gonna we're gonna come out with a fire like like we haven't like we have all year. So uh, we're excited, and uh, we're excited for championship November. Appreciate you, DJ. Huh? Yeah. Jason Curry. Hey, DJ. Um, good to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, one Oh well, I, I always call Billy's my little. I like to, he he's my little bro, but no, nah, Billy he he's fine. He's just a you know he's just a freshman. He that that's one of the, in my opinion, that's one of the most talented players I've ever seen, and he'll be fine. Like I'm not I'm not worried about Billy. Billy he'll he'll he's only gonna get he's only gonna get better. But yeah, watching the game is you know it was a little weird. Uh, I've never done that before, but hopefully I will never have to do that again. But yeah, like I said, I'm not worried about Billy. Billy he'll be fine. Bumpers Villa. DJ, we've heard that a lot about Billy and about the room that you guys are refined. Can you start to explain why the confidence level has, hasn't dipped at all despite the uneven play of the last one? Uh, it's you know it's because we we know our ability collectively as a unit. 
Um, you know, and like I said, I mean, it's still it's still championship November, and like I said, we're it, the season's not over, and we're still gonna we're still gonna get better. Uh, but we're, you know we're putting our last performances in the past. That's in the past, and you know like I said, we still have opportunities to uh, to show what we can really do. And you know like I said, our corner room is really our DB room is so talented, and you know we'll we'll be like I keep saying we'll be fine. And uh, you know I think you know as a football player you gotta have confidence. Our confidence shouldn't dip because you know we're at Oklahoma and you know we're playing to a certain standard. So like I said, we'll we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We'll be fine. <laughs> Hey, DJ, um, you, you missed a little time yourself with the, the other two guys on this call today, uh, DeLaren and, and Jalen Redmond, missed extended time. And uh, Jalen was talking about you know seeing the defense struggle without him. Those two guys at two different positions, one's the interior of the line, one's more deep in the center of the, of the secondary. What are those, having those guys back, what does that do for your defense and, and allow you guys to do as a defense that didn't win when they weren't there? Yeah, uh, well, they're, they're two, you know, they're, they're two experienced guys. Um, they're both seniors. Uh, having them back, you know, they were, at, you know, to a certain extent, they were they were part of the backbone of our defense. You know, uh, they're, they're, both, they're both leaders in their own respect, in their own certain way. So having them back, it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're, starting, to, we're starting to hit full stride again. Uh, you know, like I said, injuries. We've had injuries every single year. And when we come back, whenever when the guys come back, it's like a it's like a boost. Like a not like a oh okay, well, you know we're gonna be fine. But it's all it's it's kind of like a yeah, all right now we're gonna do people even worse with these guys back. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm so I'm happy to have them back, and uh, you know we're gonna be a full stride. Justin Martinez. Hey, Justin. Uh, you know you time. Yeah. He he might be one of the most confident people I've ever met. Uh, he's like like I said, his confidence is out the roof. I really think that's really what separates him um, from everybody else. And not only that, it's his uh, his his physical ability. You know, he has, he jumps like forty like like forty inches or something like that. Uh, he runs like a four four. So you know, if, if he's in trouble, he can make it up with speed. You know, he can make the he can make the playoffs with balls. I mean, he can make the plays on the balls uh, with his with his jumping ability, but yeah, I think out of everything, his confidence like nothing nothing deters him. He'll never if he'll get in the, if he's if he had a bad play, he'll shake it off, brush it off, and he's right back up. Appreciate it, DJ. Yeah. James Hale. DJ, it was great to see you back out there, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it was all right. Pretty good, I guess. I guess you could say. It no, it felt great getting back out there, uh, especially having a home game, especially having our crowd uh, backing us. No, I, I missed it. Um, yeah, I was I was really laser focused throughout the entire game. I was really just focused on doing my part, especially missing a whole week. It, it like I said, it was just it was it was great to be back uh, in the palace. But yeah, it was. You know, I'm just hopefully I, I won't miss any more time. You know. Hey, did you uh, watch the rankings last night? I was curious. Did you guys get together and watch it? Did you pay 
Yeah. You know, I mean, being on being on social media, you're gonna come across it sooner or later. But you know, it's we're we're motivated anyways. You know, it's still it's game by game. Uh, like I said, it's November, so you know, I mean, they can't deny us if we're you know if we're undefeated, and and, and that's our whole thing. But we're just gonna keep going, uh, and that's just outside noise. We're just focusing on us. Yeah, appreciate it. Brian Chapman. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's, it's it's good to have a bye week. Uh, I think we do deserve it. But also, Coach Riley preached all. You know, he preached all week. You know, yeah. Well, it's 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 a bye week. It's not an off. It's not an off week. We're still working, and you know, we're playing. We're playing like we have a game Saturday. Uh, I think, you know, I think we like this practice was great. I think we had a great practice this uh, today. And we're just going to keep building. And like I said, we're just preparing like we have a game on Saturday. And I think that's the only way, and I think that's the best way to practice. Um, you know, it's the game within the game. And Jalen Redmond is back in the mix for the Sooners. Didn't play a ton of snaps. I think I saw the final number around 23 or so. But he made a big-time difference for the Sooners. Um, physically, I mean, mentally, yeah. I mean, it wasn't any hesitation mentally. Uh, my mind, I was ready, you know. Uh, physically, you know, it's going to be hesitation when you come back off a, a knee injury, especially, and going under the knife or and something like that. But, uh, you know, it's just working working to get your body back to where it, where it needs to be and where you can move and, you know, operate how I used to operate. But um, I wouldn't say it, was, it wasn't, wasn't a lot of hesitation, but, you know, just being the first game, I was rusty. I know I was. And um, I'm just working to get back through it every week. John Hoover. Hey, Jay, I wonder if you could describe how you were maybe uh, it was just eating you up to not be out there. You know, when, when you see your teammates out there, the defense is starting to struggle a little bit without you. The defensive line is not getting TFLs and sacks anymore. And you're over on the sideline. What was that like for you, that whole process of just being out? Um, I mean, it was hard. Uh, like the last question, like he said, I only what, played in 20 games since I've been here. So majority of my career here, I've been out injured with some, some, something happened to me. So, I mean, it, it's been really hard. I, I don't want to do anything but be out there with them guys and, and help them. And, uh, it, it hurt me to see, you know, to, to see them struggle. I mean, but they, they came back, you know. I mean, stuff happens. Anybody can go down at any time. That's the that's the sport we play. Appreciate it, man. James Hill. No, Jalen, great to see you. Great to see you back out there. I'm curious how it went for you. You know, it almost seems like when you get started, things get going well, then you're out for a couple of games. So now you're back. Hopefully you can finish the rest of the year. So how did it go? I mean, how did you feel like you were playing against Texas Tech? Um, well, in my opinion, uh, I might be uh, hard on myself or whatever. Uh, I didn't feel like I played the game I could have played. Um, like you said, I, I was a little hesitant, but that that's all on me. I feel like I could have played a lot better and contribute uh, a lot more than I did. Um, but some people, you know, everybody got their own opinion, but that's that's mine on myself. Did the knee feel good? Do you feel 100%? Uh, I mean, we're working on getting it there. 
working on getting it back. Thanks, Jalen. Good luck, man. Thank you. Mason Young. Hey, Jalen. I think I think maybe we've talked about this a little bit at some other times that you've been out, but who are some of the teammates and, and what are some of the things that kind of help keep you grounded uh, when you're out, you're not playing, and, and, and keep you in, in good spirits? Uh, man, really everybody, just watching them guys, you know, even though I'm out, I, I was still around the team, still at practice and whatnot, but um, all them guys, it's not one particular person that actually sticks out. I mean, everybody keep you up, uh, keep you lifted and everybody, everybody know I'll be, they knew I was coming back and um, they just, they just kept me motivated, you know. I did the same for them. And finally, he's been the guy at right guard all season long. The UCLA transfer, Chris Murray, has been solid on the offensive line. I for sure think we have matured over these um, last couple of games. Um, that's one uh, one thing that I would say that, that has evolved is just the O-line's maturity. Um, just as far as just in moments of games when we know we have to when we know we have to finish this or do this, that um, people step up. So um, I would say a big thing this year that we have evolved is just in maturity and just um, trust between each other. Was, um, that's very key, and uh, both of those have grown over the last nine games. Eric Bailey. Hey, Chris, it's good to see you. Uh, good to see you, too. You've, uh, you've worked with some diverse quarterbacks. When you think about the style, both at UCLA and with the quarterbacks here, at Oklahoma, what would you say is unique about Caleb's style of play mm. and, and being in the offense with him compared to these other guys? Mm. Um, I would just say um, Caleb's just a straight dog. Um, he's just a he's just a very he's a very like you said special player in just the way that um, he brings others around him and um, the energy that he brings behind the game. Um, I feel like this is just football is just a very passionate game and um, you have to have passion in all parts of it really. And um, he brings a lot of passion to what he does. And just as a quarterback, um, it's just contagious. So um, I, f I feel like um, I feel like he's a very, just very energetic and passionate player. And through that, that's um, why you see uh, the results that he's having right now. You work with some offensive-minded head coaches. What's that been like for you to work? Yeah, two different schools with two, two offensive-minded coaches like that. Um, a blessing. Uh, simply that I'm blessed to just see how both um, both of these coaches just work and um, how they approach the game. And um, it's just truly been a blessing, um, both versatile coaches and um, how they approach things, but uh, both just geniuses, really, as far as the offensive side of the ball. Yes, I think, uh, thanks for your time, man. Have a good week. Thank you, brother. Uh, Ryan Aver. Hey, Chris, good talking to you again. Uh, I want to follow up on that, talking about uh, Caleb. You, you talked about uh, the, the passion that he brings. How do you see that uh, play out, whether it's in uh, practice or games? You know, what are uh, maybe one or two specific examples of that? And when did you first realize that about him? Um, I would kind of say I kind of realized um, that he was that type of player when he came in here. Um, just came in here very humble, very head down. But um, when it came to things like workout or even practice, um, he took it wholeheartedly, and um, that's kind of that's kind of rare as a freshman. Um, you know, you see a lot of freshmen just coming here, especially um, knowing that he wasn't going to play at first. Um, maybe thinking about next year or something that wasn't there. But you know, when he came in here, he was very focused and um, very um, just locked into what we were doing. And um, you could see you you could see that on him and his work ethic. So 
Um, you've seen that play out um, all the, through the season when he got in. So um, he's doing the right things, and when you do the right things, um, you'll get the right results. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. Have a good one. Appreciate you, fam. James Hale. Chris, you know, when you, when you came, I thought you might be a center, but you moved to right guard and you, know, you got your weight back up and, you know, following the spring and things. How do you feel like the season's gone for you? Um, I, I feel like as a, as a whole, this, the season has just been uh, positive for this team. Um, I'm just uh, whatever, if it's center or guard, or not big enough to play tackle, but if they put me there, I'll do it. Um, so just I would just say um, as wherever I could do my part and wherever I could uh, do that part dominantly is just um, where I'm happy to be. Um, I trust Coach B and Coach Lincoln with um, with with all of that. And so um, when they told me I was going to play guard and what I needed to do, um, I knew that it was best for me in this team. And so um, I think that um, doing that and um, um, really buying into this program and buying into uh, what they have, you know, this vision that they have for this team and me has um, played out very well, sir. Chris, do you feel like the Lions have been together for a little bit now? It's been the same unit with, you know, Zach kind of moving in and Wanya a little bit. So, you know, this is kind of the guys. Do you feel like you guys are ready to take off? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that we're just – I would say that we're, um, we're gelling. Uh, like you said, uh, we've been together for – nine games now and we're just learning uh, each other and how each other play and um I think um we're just ready to go back out there and just have another have another good game uh just have another game where we're playing with all five and um that's just that's the biggest thing uh, I wouldn't say um take off but I would just say that we're ready to uh, put it all together Chris you're filming the whole screen man I think you're big enough to play anywhere you want <laughs> thank, thank you sir Okay, anything else the confidence that's sort of been built over over these past few years? Um, yeah, I would say that um I would say that the mentality um wouldn't very much change but Mary uh, maybe just upped a little bit. Um you know I feel like at the beginning of the season um our mentality was always um just striving to be the best um every week coming out and um becoming a better version of ourselves. And um I feel like every week um we have done that in, in like I say, one percent, one percent every day, and one percent uh, every game, and so um, uh, I feel like as a team, uh, every game this year, we have learned more of our identity and really who we are, and it's uh, it's beautiful because this team is coming together very well. So um, uh, I feel like um, championship November is just uh, another reminder of uh, what time of the season we're in, but um, as far as our mentality, I feel like it's been the same since the beginning of the season. Um, I it, it's really at the point just playing the cards we were dealt. Um, I know we had a meeting, 
um, linking uh, last week about um, some team, a lot of teams in the NFL don't have uh, their bye week till week nine, week 11. So, uh, I mean, which whatever the bye week is, wh whichever week the bye week is, uh, we'll take it. Um, we we take this week as a week to um, you know tighten up the little things and um, get a head start in our game coming up. So um, we're watching a lot of Baylor, um, touching up on a lot of the techni te technical issues that we need to clean up and just um, getting ready for the upcoming game. So um, I, I would say it's, I would say it's it's the perfect timing because it's the timing that it's came. All right, so there you go, getting caught up on the press conferences from Lincoln Rally on Tuesday, from the players today. Going to try to talk Toby into joining us tomorrow. Until then, everyone have a great bye week. Rest up, relax, enjoy as we count down to Oklahoma and Baylor. By the way, one note, either an early morning 11 a.m. kick or a primetime kick in Waco a week from Saturday. We should know that exact start time on Sunday. Until then, have a great midweek. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.